Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Jerry and Randy, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Our buddy Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider from The Athletic, joins us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Morning, boys. Doing well. Thank you. Hey, I have a couple of questions here. Number one is this. Do you think that the Blues plan for 2022-2023 was completely thrown off when they didn't get Matthew Kachuk? I think, if I had to answer that, I I think that, yes, they had to pivot completely thrown off. I I don't think that might be a little overuse because uh, I felt that Doug Armstrong was going to go after Matthew Kachuk. I thought there was a good chance, Randy, that Matthew Kachuk could come here. And yes, Florida sweeping in there and making that offer, uh, of course, did change that trajectory. Um, I think that the Blues, though, whether they were going to get him or not, you know, probably were going to sign Cairo and these guys to the big extensions. Probably were going to go that direction. You know, I go back to that trade proposal to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk and you know, uh, I don't think the Blues included Jordan Kyrou in that. So, yes, he would have been the biggest piece, and yes, he would have taken the Blues, I think, in a different direction. Um, but, but gosh, uh, it, it sure did change things, I'll give you that. Here's my thing. The Blues, much like the Cardinals, like having stars. Matthew Chuck is an established star. With the departures of Tarasenko and O'Reilly, I don't think they have a star on their roster right now. Yeah, probably stars in the making. You talk to to one of them uh, each week, uh, Robert Thomas. Mm-hmm. I still think he can be that guy. Like uh, I look at him last year when things were going well for the Blues, and he can be that guy. He was fifty plus assist. I think he can be that, you know, ninety point guy, and maybe uh, if he scored more, get to a hundred. You know, Jerry's still out on Jordan Cairo. The the points are there, the plays are there, the highlight reel plays are there. Uh, but I think he's just got to find a way to put the work in, be more consistent, and be a guy that the Blues coaches can trust. So, But I think you go through these transition periods, right, where maybe you don't have a star, but you're hoping these guys that you're grooming become that guy. Or with the money that you have going into each summer, you can find a guy like that in, in free agency. Hey, uh, JR, what did you think of um, Kasperi Kapanen's debut the other night? Yeah, Kerry, he jumped off the page a little bit, and that was kind of to be expected just because he was motivated. We sat at his locker the day before, and he really wanted to prove some people wrong after what happened in Pittsburgh. And there are a couple times I'm sitting in press row looking down at the ice, and a Blues player makes a move, and right away you don't know it's him, but it's like, oh, I haven't seen that before this year. Uh, you know, he's, he's stopping on a dime and, and turning. And then uh, 
I think a couple things. He he uh, he was active. He he got straight to a shooting position and and got the shot off. He led the team with four shots. He played 19 minutes. I heard Randy say that you know that's more minutes than he's used to playing. Uh, I think he said after the game he said I wasn't used to that. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that moving moving forward, I think he can be a good player. You know, all I would say is that uh, he's got to continue it and get past this stage where the adrenaline's pumping. And I asked. Craig Bruby that yesterday. How can he keep this going? How can he be the player that kind of caught everybody's attention the other night? And he just said, stick to the things that he does well, skate well, shoot well. And the one thing he said, he said he told the captain in practice, get to the net, get to the net. That's what we need from guys. I think when you look at what Kapanen has, has dealt with going through and, and being waived and, and being picked up, that is something when you're a player, getting your second chance after being cut, you kind of realize what you did wrong or didn't do well, and you're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think that's what we can expect from him going forward. Yeah, and I look at it that way too. The only thing is, you know, covering Blues, what, 18 years or so, and uh, you know, you guys have been following sports and covering sports. Uh, let, let's just say there's five guys that you get in this similar situation. I think based on history, it seems like about one of them really gets it turned around and really becomes the player and really mm-hmm. takes advantage of that second opportunity. And I would say three to four of them, you get that two-week jolt out of them, and then they go back to being the player that got themselves waived. So we'll see which camp he falls in, but uh, it seems like – it's just one or two that usually actually take off after that. JR, you put up a piece yesterday at The Athletic, what I'm hearing about Colton Pareko's Blues future and potential trade options. Those have changed a lot over the last 48 hours, obviously. <laughs> but uh, with, the, with the trade deadline tomorrow, what are you seeing with Colton Pareko's Blues future? Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, anything will happen by tomorrow. I do think there was some traction uh, in the past couple Days. I do think that Edmonton had some interest. Of course, they landed on Nashville's defenseman, Matthias Ekholm. Uh, you know, there's more moves today, by the way. You see Boston getting Todd Bertuzzi, and it uh, looks like Boston just uh, re-signed Pasternak, too. Just uh, came across $11.25 million AAV for Pasternak. So, so some big moves. Uh, the trade deadline balloon has uh, popped, though, for uh, I think the, the stations that are going to be covering it tomorrow or Friday. But uh, with the Blues situation, Colton Pareko, you know, I think this will be revisited in the off season. I do think there's a strong possibility that if the Blues can find the right trade that they would make it. They need to do something to uh, revamp this defense. I know a lot of people, I wrote that story about Colton Pareko, Randy, and people are saying, what about Tory Krug? Well, you know, Tory Krug's still a good player, but he's been banged up, and you got to have interest. Like, I'm sure he could be available if the Blues uh, were able to move him, but wh- where's the interest? I don't know that they've received any calls on him. Nick Letty, I think there's a little bit of interest. You know, if you move Nick Letty, does that really change things? Uh, I think that Doug Armstrong is going to continue uh, looking down this path on moving a defenseman, but I would be surprised, and you know, I'll go out on a limb here, I would be surprised if it happened by Friday at 2. I think this is something that... Uh, would probably be taken care of in the offseason. Jared, one of the things that I always do when I think about a trade of a player is put myself myself in the shoes of another general manager who has to go to his owner and say, hey, I want to give up some assets so that we can pick up Tory Krug and the $26 million remaining on his deal over the next four years. If you're a GM of another team, knowing what you know about Tory Krug, I don't go to my owner and make that request. I think I can get a lot more bang for my buck than what I've seen from him over the last especially this year, and with the term and the money left on his contract. 
You can't. You can't. And I like uh, Tory Krug, and I think when he's healthy and he's in a good situation with the team playing well and you got three defensemen around him that are playing well, I think he can be a good player. And, and I think – you know, it's it's not a horrible contract if you're dealing with those types of circumstances. But that's not the situation in St. Louis. The defense isn't playing well. Uh, Tory Krug's been banged up, and, and that's the thing. So, Randy, what it comes down to for me are guys like Krug, Letty, uh, and Pareko. We'll focus on Krug and Pareko. You know, what are the Blues trying to get if they did deal them, or are they just trying to move the contracts? You know, I don't want to get you know too deep into this, but you look at the situation with Edmonton. Let's say the Blues are trying to trade. Colton Pareko to Edmonton. Well, Edmonton thought that it was a better deal to make with Nashville and give up some assets to get Matthias Ekholm with a few years left on his deal. Granted, the Predators uh, retained some salary. I think it was 4%. But, you know, to me, it kind of shows you that if it was a no-brainer to trade for Colton Pareko, like basically Doug Armstrong was giving him away to get rid of the contract, then Edmonton would have made a move like that. So evidently that's not the situation. That's what not what Doug Armstrong's trying to do here. And I didn't think he would be, but I think it just kind of shows you that, hey, the Blues want to get something in return for these guys. That's what I think is going to make it a little bit difficult with all that term on there. Hey, JR, you talked about Barubi telling Kapanen to get in, get in front of the net. Um, they're 0 for 22 in their power play. It doesn't feel like anyone is getting in front of the net and making plays. What do they need to do to correct that? They need to shoot the puck, which which I know I know is is just common. We talk about it all the time, but we watched the uh, power play practice yesterday. Just completely stagnant, not enough shots. We remember the one the other night they had uh, a four minute double minor power play and two shots on that, both by Kyra, both into the chest of the goalie. You know they're just not doing anything, and and so uh, Craig Bruby talked about it a little bit yesterday. I think Kapanen's going to help. We did see him line up in that spot. On the right side, matter of fact, he took uh, one little shift away from uh, from uh, Jordan Cairo on that top player power play unit over on that side, and he does have a bit of a one timer. I mean, we're not talking you know David Perron esque, but I think that uh, that would be a tool on that side that the Blues can use. And if it's not going to be Kapanen, it's got to be somebody. They've got to have that threat on that side. You know, you can talk about. David Perron scoring some goals from that side, but not only do you get those goals from him there, but it opens up other players on, uh, around the, uh, the, the, uh, the area in the offensive zone to score more goals on the power play. That's why it was top five under Jim Montgomery, Steve Ott a couple years ago, and I think that that's where uh, the Blues are lacking right now. They just don't have that one-timer ability, and it doesn't free up other spots of the ice. JR, you mentioned that the trade deadline balloon has already popped with the deadline tomorrow. And I think, if I'm not, if, if my math is correct, and my math is always questionable, but I believe that 10 first-round draft choices from last summer till now, 10 of the draft choices in the 2023 draft have been traded, 10 of the first-rounders. It's amazing. And, yeah, you look up and down uh, the teams. I was just doing that. You glance at the standings. Look at, look at the, uh, the East especially. Uh, New York Rangers, Kane and Tarasenko. Devils get Meyer. Uh, Toronto gets O'Reilly. Then they get uh, Luke Shen as well. I mentioned Boston gets uh, Bertuzzi. Uh, Look at these teams that are just loading up. They're going all in. These are going to be some great playoffs. But I'll tell you what, only one team from the East advances. You throw in the West teams. They've done some uh, additions too. Uh, There's going to be a lot of teams licking their wounds for giving up these first-round draft picks. But that's what you got to do. It looks like the teams are just seeing what the, each other is doing and saying, okay, well, we got to get better in that team. And, and everybody's giving up these first round picks. So, you know, it's a different year for the Blues kind of not to be involved in, 
in the playoffs. Uh, but I think Doug Armstrong did a great job stacking up what he could for those unrestricted free agents. And whether he turns these uh, picks into something this offseason and turns that into a player, we'll see. I really do think he's leaning that way. Uh, but if not, they're going to have uh, a lot of arsenal heading into that draft. Do you think there's any value in Grice? Could he be moved by tomorrow? I, I talked to Thomas about that a couple of days ago. He said he had no indication what he was doing. You know, could have been fibbing me, but uh, uh, I don't know that there's a huge market out there. And then the other part of that is, uh, do you want to bring Joel Hofer up and take his lumps down the stretch? I think I talked to some goalie people who say that, yes, that's what's best for him. Get Joel up, Hofer up here. Uh, I think if there was an opportunity to, to move Grice and get Hofer up here, perhaps the Blues might consider that. I'm sure they've already made that decision. Uh, but uh, either way, we'll see Joel Hofer next year as he signed that uh, two-year one-way contract. GR, great stuff. I know that you'll be right next to the phone tomorrow because the Blues haven't done anything, and this will be a huge trade deadline day for them. <laughs> yeah, I've been next to it, seems like, uh, for a month straight. It gets, uh, gets stuck to my face every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That's our friend Jeremy Rutherford. He is the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN from The Athletic.